Howdy friends, and welcome to the Alt Country Show. This is episode six of the show and our second interview episode. I've got a really cool guest on the show today and I enjoyed getting to know him. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's here too. And we're both transplants. So we had a really cool talk and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. If you found this show on Apple, Amazon, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts, I'm so glad you did. The interview episodes are available wherever you find podcasts. But if you go to Spotify, that is the exclusive home for our Music Plus Talk podcasts, which are kind of like a podcast meets a terrestrial music radio station with way better music and a little more talk. If you don't subscribe to Spotify, you won't be able to hear full songs on those episodes. So you can go find those on our title playlist, and it's free to listen to those. And I'm always bringing you fantastic new tunes, updating that we're trying to weekly, and hoping to have one of those up on Apple Music soon as well. So my guest on the show today is Joey Frendo, who's about to drop his debut solo album. And when you hear this thing, you're going to be pretty impressed that this is his solo debut. He does have a bit of a music history, which we'll talk about. You'll learn what instrument he learned how to play over the pandemic. And once you find that out, you're going to be majorly impressed. One of the main reasons I chose to interview Joey is that he is here in Tulsa, where I live. If you were a fan of this show in its previous iteration, I was working on an episode about the Tulsa sound. And I had put a lot of effort into that, and then my company went out of business. So I never completed that episode, but my love for the Tulsa music scene has never died down. And my passion for letting people know about it is still there as well, because there's so many cool things happening here. Not only do we have an amazing musical history, but the city itself is putting a tremendous effort into supporting local artists through different initiatives like the Play Tulsa Music Fund, which literally gives money to venues to pay artists to play. Basically, their mission is that if you want to make a living playing music, you should be able to do it in Tulsa. And they're actively making that happen. Another one of the cool things here in Tulsa is a nonprofit record label, Horton Records, which is putting out some phenomenal music and helping so many artists achieve their dreams. Joey is one of those people, and we'll talk about that on the episode today. The level of talent in Tulsa is extraordinary, and the love for music here is unparalleled. We're home to the Woody Guthrie Center and the Bob Dylan Center, both outrageously cool museums that house an unreal amount of music history as well as contribute to the music community here. We've got a brand new OK Pop Museum, which celebrates all of the pop culture here, from comic books to movies, and of course, music. Tulsa's really becoming a magical hub of goodness, and Joey and I were both lucky to transplant here and stumble into it. He came from Michigan, I came from Florida, and we have both found that this is truly a magic city. Joey's new album, Bound for Heartache, is out next Friday, the 21st. You can go pre-order it on Bandcamp right now. There's a pretty gold vinyl, a black vinyl, and a really cool CD. Right now, we're going to jump into the interview with Joey Frendo, where we'll talk about all these things and more. You'll get to hear more about his writing process, some of the major players that are on this album, and get pumped for its release. 
Also want to send a big shout out to the housing crisis. The music you hear in the background of me talking here is from their new album, Astral Apartments, which is out now on 4Bits Records. Go check out this group. They're phenomenal out of Gainesville, Florida. I'm Emily. It's all coming up right now on The Old Country Show. Your new album is coming out next Friday, the 21st. It's called Bound for Heartache. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've been working on some of these songs for a long time. I kind of want to know how you started out in music. What's the background there? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I fell in love with writing first. Um, I mean, I grew up in a musical household, musical in the sense that we were like always singing. My parents loved music, listened to like a lot of like Simon and Garfunkel and Jim Croce and then like singer songwriter stuff. And then my parents also loved like Michael Jackson and also loved like uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. And so just a lot of music growing up. And then, but first artistically for me was I fell in love with writing. That's what I was pursuing initially in college was a degree in English literature, which I did end up getting after some time, but kind of got the music bug late in college after hearing some things that kind of became my own. I had always loved music and, but had never really thought of it as like a thing I could do. I like took piano lessons as a kid um, with my, (laughs) with the, with uh, like the church lady's husband down the street from us. And um, I also played football growing up and one, I was like, thought it was going well. And then he had said to me, like, you know, you should quit football and just do piano. Like you can play piano forever. And I was like eight and all my friends played football and not, and not piano. And so I was like, I'm going to, well, that means if I like want to do football and I can't do piano, and so I quit and I, my mom, I never told my mom that until like a couple years ago, but just, yeah, like grew up in a household that was musical and we sang a lot and loved music, but didn't play an instrument. Um, but then got bit by the music bug pretty hard after I stopped playing uh, football in college and found it as like a way to express myself like lyrically through, through my writing that I loved and had some friends who, you know, knew like had guitars and knew how to do that kind of stuff just really kind of picked it up from there and started writing and playing music with people and writing songs. And then uh, I was in a band for a long time, but in Michigan, we toured around quite a bit and did the whole like, you know, like passenger van, 15 passenger van. And that was very rickety and very dangerous and drove it all around. And um, (laughs) I think we got to that point as a band where like a lot of bands do. And really what happened was we got to that point where we felt like we were going to make it and do the thing and or not. And we ended up not. Um, we had like a big month long tour that we felt like was going to push us to the next level. And then it just never really kicked off after that. And then the band kind of slowly started to die down. And then the pandemic hit and then it really died down. I think we decided to call it quits like the August before the pandemic. But really by that time, it was that was kind of like the final nail in the coffin. And I had been working on solo music for a little while. I I taught myself how to play piano and really loved expressing myself through that and finally be able to put like words and music together and kind of see my ideas out like to full fruition and started to do that and really fell in love with that and started to squirrel away some songs when the pandemic hit, decided to learn guitar finally after feeling like I was so far behind my friends um, that I wasn't able to do it. And my son had like just turned a year old and I was like, you know what, like this year I'm going to do it. And that was in January. And then the pandemic hit and I had a ton of time, a ton of time to, right. to play guitar. So I like watched and my son. And you did it. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I watched my son and played guitar and it was a big turning point for me too. I played it like my only solo show before like the craziness of the pandemic. It was like, I think in November of 2019, a buddy of mine who I 
who was had been in my band previously um like went to that show it was like a house show and i played piano and he was like man i really love the songs i really love what you're doing and i think to do what you want to do and knowing my influences and who i loved listening to he knew that he and he just was like you need to learn guitar like that's that's what you got to do and i was kind of avoiding it and feeling like i wasn't gonna be able to do it um and yeah just just decided to do it and had the time finally to do it um which i think is kind of a you know a little bit of a trick in and of itself right like we have you have time right. to do things but with no with nothing but time i finally was able to kind of get past that hump of like my fingers wanting to fall off and really just fell in love with it as a tool and as an instrument so um and now i can't imagine not not playing every day and not writing with it by my side right having listened to your album and now knowing that it's like mind-blowing to me i assumed you'd been playing for years and years and years i mean i realized you've been playing music but not playing guitar and like focusing on solo writing and all those things so wow that's incredible yeah. to me <laughs> i i uh, i feel really lucky because i had a lot of great musicians who kind of like helped foster my growth and um lucked into like playing with the people I have so far, I feel like, um, like in the studio, I had a crazy moment. Patty Ryan, who is like a drummer I really love and look up to in the Tulsa scene here and has played with a lot of really wonderful um, songwriters. Like I remember looking up during our session and it was not the first song, but it was like probably the second or third song and like looking up and being like, really having the realization that that was the first time I had played with a drummer like live in a room. Um, wow. Because when we did my EP, that was like during the pandemic and I had a friend who, um, played drums and is a great drum, a great drummer named um, named John in Michigan. Um, he's like one of my best friends. But we cut those tracks. I did like I did scratches and then he played to those and then I overdubbed on top of it to try to like minimize like people being in the room together and just and that was what I what I could do at that time was um, you know I didn't feel comfortable enough to play live and the space didn't really allow for that to like all happen in one room. It was just a small room and yeah so i just remember having that feeling of being like this is really happening like i'm i'm doing this for the first time in the studio with this with this like with jesse acock and patty ryan that's and, crazy and i have that written down here like all the big names that you have on this that i love from the tulsa scene you have mm -hmm. jesse acock patty ryan and then you also had fats kaplan on the record which i thought was yeah. like crazy like what a fun time so it was all recorded live in that studio in arkansas so we did um, about half the record we did um, with a drummer named Paul Griffith um, he did those remote and that was more like the sessions I did for the EP where um, I like did a, I did like did a demo at home um, like a rough track at home and then we sent those tracks off to Paul Griffith um, who Jason knows and is a drummer he lives out in California but he played on um, he drummed for John Prine for a long time um, and played on like played on fair and square um and he i think he also contributed to like southeastern and did some records i really love like somebody and julie miller records and um i think he also played with todd snyder but he's just an incredible drummer and jason was like i think your songs would fit really well with what he's doing and so we did that because we wanted to work with him and then um, we did about six tracks that way and then we did another six tracks live with patty and jesse and um and little rock and then like fats did his parts remote um uh, from nashville and then my friend uh Philippe Rangtine did his parts remote from Nashville as well. And Phil's also a great player. Um, so cool. Yeah. So it was kind of, you had a great and, group. Yeah. Oh, I was so, I was so pleased. I think Jason did a great job of like connecting me to those folks and also using, you know, the people that I'd worked with before and like having fats on there was awesome. I'm a huge fan of his and um, he just nailed it. And I feel like constantly during this, 
like journey of me being on like playing and doing a solo project and um kind of like seeing things through on my own vision i felt like i've been like presented with these things where i've been walking down this path and things keep happening that i mean i've worked hard and i've and i do feel like i've worked hard and earned some of it but it also feels lucky to the point where like i know that i'm doing the right thing and like making good choices because like good folks keep showing up in my life really good players really good people want to like seem to want to play on my songs and support my music and so that's been the biggest like boon of this all and moving to Tulsa and um, having this new chapter in my life has been just incredible to have that like feel like, like the tangible support from people that I like Patty and Jesse like I truly admire those guys and they're two of my favorite like players in their on drums and guitar like period not just in Tulsa like they're right. fantastic um, and so to have them on my record and to just have them be like, hell yeah, let's do it, man. Like, this sounds awesome. Like dive into the songs with me and, and just be so willing. And, and so like willing to serve the songs, um, was, has been pretty incredible. And again, I just feel, I feel fortunate to be in Tulsa and to be doing this. And it feels like it's the right thing to do because good things keep happening that way. So that's so cool. I was going to ask about that. Um, you're from Michigan and now you're in Tulsa, which has an incredible music scene. And I think every, I live here too. I think everyone knows that locally, but I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're really in the music industry outside of Tulsa, you may know about it, but I don't think anyone, it's not, I don't think it's got out quite as much how incredible the music scene is here, how supportive mm -hmm. it is here. And like, well, first off, what brought you to Tulsa? And was so that actually, during the pandemic or? It was, it was during the pandemic. Um, so kind of a weird turn of events, actually. My oldest sister i have three sisters um my oldest sister who was living in midland um and 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 michigan um she ended up moving out here with her husband and two boys about a year and a half before we did she had gotten a job opportunity to work at um to work at laureate um in town here at, at st francis um and my wife and in, in the summer of 2020 um had just finished her had just finished her or was working on her graduate degree um at that time and we she had asked like hey do you do you guys want to move it's also like it's pretty cool and like she had seen some things about the music scene um and knew this opportunity was coming up at her at where she worked and was kind of like hey i think i think you could like uh, to my wife like i think you could i think you could get this job and my son was was at the age where we felt like we could have an adventure and you know me me being a music nerd like i was already aware of um you know obviously like like moreland and turnpike and even a little bit of like the tulsa sound stuff um and obviously like fulbright and stuff too and was like oh this could be like this would be interesting too and then upon reading like researching it more it just felt like it would be the perfect intersection of like a great opportunity for her and a great opportunity for me to really um you know like take a stab at this like country americana singer songwriter world that um like exists not only in Tulsa and like the support for that, but like, you know, access to Texas and other markets and stuff that we just didn't have in Michigan. Um, right. So it was, it was just like a really cool intersection of a great opportunity for both of us. Um, and, and at a time in our lives where we were um, looking for a change and looking for an adventure. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. When I moved here, I knew little bits and pieces about Tulsa, um, the music industry in general here, but when I came here, I got obsessed. Like I, I know everything about Tulsa's music history now. I got super into it and um, pre-pandemic and then a little after the pandemic, I was going out to shows like all the time. 
I don't have as much time now, just mm -hmm. my kids and job and everything, and I'm tired, but um, I just can't get enough of the music scene here and going to watch people play. Like, we have some of the best musicians out there, uh, yeah. Paul Benjamin, Jesse Acock, like you said, Fulbright, all of them, and they're just here playing every night. Yep. And Tulsa does such an incredible job of supporting that through the different initiatives they have. I know that you are releasing this record with Horton Records. Yeah. Um, did you know about them before you came to Tulsa? How did that connection happen? Like, I, how that? Yeah, out? I wasn't. I wasn't aware of Horton um, before, and I, honestly, I don't know if I would have believed it. <laughs> right. <if I> did. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, I know, and that's just it goes to show you, like, like you said, uh, Tulsa is a real hidden gem in that way. And I owe a lot. I owe so much to Jason Meinheimer at Little Rock, at, at, in Little Rock at Fellowship Hall Sound. Um, I took, you know, when I when I was moving down and I had my EP um, was had been recorded, um, and I wanted to have somebody down here mix it because I was moving and I I felt like it would be a cool thing to have like somebody new with fresh ears. And I never had somebody else um, like mix a project that hadn't engineered it. Um, and so the you know kind of doing some research, the first name I saw was was Jason's um, and you know, I, I saw he had worked on big bad love and I was like, let's try this guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, let's, let's do this. And I was, I was just kind of like, again, like I said, walking down the path and having good things happen. Um, Jason, I emailed Jason kind of on a whim and was like, Hey, I recorded these songs. Like how, what would you think about like mixing them? I'm moving to Tulsa. Don't really know anybody. Like I, I, I really, you know, dig your catalog and the things that you've worked on. And Jason, email me back almost immediately um and he's the one who has connected me to uh to jesse and to patty and to also brian um when we were done with the record and we were working on the record he was like man you gotta i think this would do really well on horton and could get you like more established in the scene and um be like be a really good thing for you and it ended up working out and brian was really receptive to it and really loved the record and um brian's been great i like i said i, I think if i had known it about it before I moved, I wouldn't have believed it, but, um, yeah, just like the support and access to resources and the wealth of knowledge that Brian has and just his willingness to, to, to do whatever he can to help and support music here, like live original music. And, um, it's incredible. And not only from like a, like a, like a knowledge standpoint, but you know, him helping and Horton, like helping, make pressing vinyl for me possible and like all those things like you know you don't usually get both you don't usually get like somebody who is willing to help foster your career and like give you advice and talk with you about how to do things and um guide you and also like tangibly physically support putting something out you don't really get that right. both of those things and brian has been both of those things and more um and like i said jason is a huge i owe jason a huge debt for that because he's connected me to so many wonderful people and he's been real, like the real catalyst and like an entry point into the Tulsa scene. And he's just been a great friend and, and mentor and um, yeah, really thankful for him. Yeah. It seems like the stars like really aligned because your music fits so well into this scene. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's phenomenal. Um, talking about uh, bound for heartache, which is dropping next week. You've dropped three singles so far. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite one just dropped old fashioned country singer. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that song and the process of writing it and maybe a little bit about what you were thinking about when you wrote that one? Yeah. Um, so during the pandemic, um, I had a habit of um, in the house that we were living in in Michigan, we had a little like three seasons room, um, like front porch area. And after my son would go to bed, um, I would play for hours out there. Um, and 
wrote a lot of songs during that time. And I originally wrote Old, Old Fashioned Country Singer. Like it was one of those songs that I felt like I kind of pulled out of the air, wrote it in, uh, like in one sitting. And it, it stylistically, uh, like arrangement wise and melodically, it was different uh, then. And it was one of those songs that I wrote really quickly, but couldn't figure out how I wanted to 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 like present it and how to how to arrange it and how to produce it and how to you know how to how to package it um, into a song and um, I kind of fiddled with some different things. Um, I went through some phases on it, and at one point it was kind of like a like a petty rocker, like you know like it, like a minor key rocker and more like Heartland groove, and then. Um, that was the thing about the writing process and about, you know, this whole, this whole um, recording process too, is because I'm, I have been so, you know, I, I'm growing as a guitar player too, like things were changing and growing. And um, I'd kind of figured out like that little, that little beginning lick um, on old fashioned country singer was like messing around with that. Um, and it kind of became it the thing for that song and changed the mood of it into that kind of like bluesier, like swampier feel uh, and i and i figured that out i was just messing around with like that the night before i drove to like got up and drove to little rock to go into the studio and sent it to jason and he was like oh yeah this is this is the this is the way we got to do this um, awesome. and so yeah it was just um <laughs> and like i it's crazy how it can just come together like that right i know end, you know <laughs> like like months and months of just like kind of like chipping away at this thing and thinking about like like oh i really like this but i don't like i don't like love this part of it so like what could you know what what did, and it just kind of all fell into place and that was that was really that was really cool how that worked out and that happened with a couple songs on this record where i had like a lot of the and i that's how it happens a lot of the process like record recording processes and writing processes for me is i have some songs that are like cornerstones that i know like how i want them to be and then there's always a couple where i have like 90 percent of the idea um and then like the night before or like the like after the first day of tracking i kind of like put together that final piece where i'd like write a bridge or figure out like how i want to do something um and i think that adds like a dimension to the like recordings i don't know like purposely but i'm glad it kind of happens that way because i think it adds like an immediacy to some of the performances on the record that like you know when songwriters get in that groove of like this is how something is you can get kind of stuck in that way so i like to leave myself a little bit of leeway to be able to like really listen to things in the studio and that was a fun one to do that with and kind of experiment sonically with some different like recording techniques and different mics and different just and just different a different vibe than i had um like ever gone for and so that was really cool um yeah and just during the pandemic i like really dove into um like old like old country like classic country stuff and the mythology of what all that is and um just like you know core among those those uh those like those mythological tales um that are like larger than life and real um is that story of hank williams like dying in the back of his car and um i just i just that line like struck me and how like those things to people who love country music are as real as like of uh, as a, of any religion like it is it is as true and real and um as and as important so i i just kind of wanted to take that thing and also i was missing being in bars and missing having that communion of like um what songwriters are to like a bar crowd sometimes like the good and the bad and missing that like missing that exchange and so i think i wanted to like capture that that like that push and pull of like you're doing what you love but maybe for people who you know are struggling and have their own demons to fight, but you're all doing there, doing that together uh, in that shared space. I was missing that space for sure. So 
That's awesome. I love the connection there. And um, not to keep bringing everything back to Tulsa, but that's such a Tulsa jam to me. Like, I feel like I want to hear you play that at a bar. I'm going to come out and see you one night. Yeah. That, um, and Jesse playing that on, on lap steel too is like, yeah, that's, it's just incredible. I, and are you doing playing that. locally or are you playing with those guys? Yeah, I do play. Um, I don't, I play with another drummer because um, Patty's very busy, but I'm able to steal Jesse away. Um, uh, I've, I've been able to get him on a, like a lot of shows, which has been really fun. Um, I play with uh, Zach and Nett, uh on drums live here. And then I play with Jesse on guitar and then also Johnny Mullnex um, has played with me before. And then um, I've been playing with a guy named Nate Bellotti also, who's really great too. And there's just like like three great guitar players. And then um, Zach's a fantastic drummer. And then my buddy Ryan, who is um, newer to Tulsa also um, and moved from Michigan, like right around the same time I did, is, is playing bass in my band too. So just, and like you said, there's so many great, I, I think the quality of player in Tulsa is as good as anywhere in the country. Oh, you know, absolutely. Might not have it's like not the, the sheer, yeah. It, it they might not have the sheer numbers of like a of like a of like a Nashville or an Austin or something like just, but just like if you took the top like, I would take the top fifteen guys at like all the positions you would have and, and like a band, all the spots you'd have in a band, um, and put them up against just about anywhere. So right, another favorite of mine is one of the singles you released called "Foolhearted Woman." Mm -hmm. um, you and I have had some. Uh, issues getting to talk to each other just because we have super busy schedules mm -hmm. where we both have spouses and families and we're both pursuing passions in addition to our day jobs, which can be time consuming and takes you away from your family a lot, mm -hmm. um, which is the heart of that song. Um, when did you start writing that and how did that one come to be? Um, that one I started writing um, just after I moved to Tulsa. Uh, and that one really, that one felt like too, um, like very, very, uh, like very Tulsa E to me, like the way, the way the production is, um, like in, in another way, like that, that kind of like jug band feel, like just that groove yeah. in it. Um, and I, yeah, I, it was, it was that, um, I think the part of like writing my own music that I really have loved is getting to explore like the lighter side of things. The band I was in previously, um, was like an indie folk, like indie rock band and it was a little like heavier lyrically and, um, but like having my guitar around and like having it kind of under my thumb a little more, I've been able to explore like, you know, different styles of things and that like Hayes Carl type feel, um, that like, like I said, like that half timey, like jug band feel is just such a great groove. And I think it captured like the lyric, um, really perfectly, you know, and just kind of when we moved, you know, whenever you have that big change in life, I kind of reflected on like that, that chapter in my life that, you know, brought me brought me so many things like brought me brought me my wife brought me my son um and just kind of reflecting on like you know traveling across the country with these two people um that came into my life because uh, a really good woman decided to to take decided to take care of me and uh nurse me back to health when i was not doing well and um so I, it is it is it is a definitely a a, a love letter to her in a lot of ways because she has uh like i said um put up with me being gone a lot and always supported me and um, put up with me spending money on stuff when we didn't have it and getting me, you know, getting me guitars and gear and spending money on things when we didn't have it. And um, so it is, it, it is that thing where, and it, it has to be a bit tongue in cheek because um, you know, there's times where I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know how I, how I liked into this or what I did to deserve like somebody who would, 
who would help me in this way and, and, and love me despite all these things. But, um, I'm glad, I'm glad whatever it is that I, that I did do it because I'm tearing uh, up right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I'm really glad that you found somebody like that. And yeah, it's hard. I mean, to pursue your passions like that and to have somebody that supports you every step of the way, like you said, mm -hmm. when you don't have the money, when you don't have all the time, like, I just think that's so awesome. And then the song really delivers that message. Um, did you share it with her as you were writing it or did you wait till it was finished? Uh, I think she, so the thing about my wife is she's a little, she's a little bit more of a, uh, of a, of a, of an early bird than I am. And so I didn't know this until like recently, but in our house, like she, you know, she would go upstairs sometimes and I would be writing that song and I, um, you know, I, I, I just kind of assumed that she didn't, um, that she hadn't heard it. Um, and one night I did sit down and play it for her and she's like, I love that song. And I was like, Oh, like you, you're, you're saying it like you've heard it before. And she's like, I'm always up there listening to you when I'm like, and you know, when I'm, when, when you're playing downstairs and working through stuff, like I always, I always take the time to listen. And I just thought that was so sweet of her too. Like, again, like just this, you know, she was resting and trying to go to sleep, but she takes the time to like, listen to what I'm doing and be keyed into it. Um, I just thought that was really sweet, but I, I had shared, I always, she's always like my test audience because she is a music lover. Um, and, but she's not like, she's not in it the way that I am in it. Um, she's a listener. And so she's like a great test audience for me to be like, is this thing going to land with the people I want to land with? Um, so I do play things for her. And when I played that one for her, she, um, that like that line of like, it'll take a foolhardy woman to love an old road dog like me, that, that like that lyric and melody was something I heard her like humming around the house for a while after that. So I was like, I think, I think I got it. I think you got I, it. I got that <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so you, like I've said, you have the three singles out quite a few more tracks on the album, seven more, mm -hmm. 10 total, right? Is there one you're excited to release into the world that hasn't come out yet? Yeah. Um, I've listened to the whole thing, but just like, I know that it's like exciting to let them out. Is there one that you think like might be a standout to people that they should check out once the album's out? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, I think the thing I love about this record is I do think like from front to back, it's like 10 of my best songs that I've written. Um, and I would say that there's a couple tracks that I'm particularly excited about being out in the world. Um, one that I played for, like when I've showed people the record um, and like sp specifically my um like songwriter friends and people that i've like met along the way when i show them that the record they have seemed to really gravitate towards nebraska rain which i which is probably one of my favorite songs that i've ever done um just like the mix of like the way it came together in the studio that's the one we did with jesse and and patty in the studio that just like felt like it hit this like perfect groove and vibe with what they were doing and that one is really like a couple of my songwriter friends who I really love and respect and respect their opinion have said that that's their favorite song. And so I'm really excited for other folks to hear that because um, I think that's a good one. And I, the other one I'm really excited about too, is the, is the, um, the album opener, get what you get, because I think that one sort of in a different way, almost like the diametric opposite of like old fashioned country singer, like in a different way, that one is outside of what I've done previously and what I've released previously and just a different like vibe and different, like almost lyrical style. And I think people, I just think that one's, you know, I think that it's one's a bit, one. damn, it's a fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really fun, fun one. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's so I think, cool. I'm more yeah, of a full two. album person. I like to yeah. listen. I'm an album person. Unfortunately, the world isn't as much like that these days. So it's always nice to point people to singles, but um, 
I always encourage people to check out the full albums because man, and yours is a good one too. It flows really nicely. I think, I mean, the first like three songs are just like jams. And then this, I think four and five are like my two favorites actually. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it, but it, it just keeps going, keeps getting better too. So Thank you. Nebraska rain's not even till the end. So yeah. Eight or nine, right. Yeah. So, I think it's, yeah. I think that one's, I think it's nine or eight. I think it is eight or nine, but yeah, I'm not, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm, I'm definitely a full album person too. And I like painstakingly me and Jason, like went through sequence stuff and tried different things out. And um, when I landed on that one, I was like, I think that, I think that, I think that's it. And so um, it's, it's a good, good flow, man. Translate. Like, you know, sometimes I'll listen to an album and it's hard to get into, but like when I listened to your album, I just kept being like, Oh yeah, this is different, but I like this one too. Right. <laughs> so, it's a fine really... line. It's really an art. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, 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 uh, it takes a lot. It's a lot of, a lot of disparate parts. And like you said, you want to keep people like when you hit that sweet spot, like you want to hang on to it for just long enough to like keep people interested in it and then change it up enough so that like they stay interested, but not too much so that they like lose interest. It's, I take it really seriously. I, I think that that like the different stages of it um, are so important to me. Like I, I take it all like from the artwork, from the sequencing, like all that I want it to be a part of like the vision. It's a part of my vision for the record. And thankfully I was able to find a lot of other people who like were willing to like listen to my notes and ramblings on it and added their own like piece of it too. Um, and I think it turned out to be something I will be really proud of for a long time. Uh, coming up after the album release, is there an album release show and are you going to be touring? What are your plans to keep promoting this thing and getting it out in the world? Yeah. So I'm working on, um, I'm working on a record release show right now. I have some other dates and stuff um, coming up. I play at the Mercury, which I'm like so honored to be able to do. That's a whole nother subject. I feel like I could talk on for a long time, um, right. but I'm opening for some folks coming up there. Um, and then just being around here and getting to Texas and getting back to Arkansas and doing some things in the region. Um, and But I'm working on an album release show right now. Um, and I think that'll be at the Mercury. Um, and then just in general, just really trying to tour behind this record, um, have some plans to like get out on the road and support it um, and hopefully be able to transition into, you know, making songwriting my living and my career, because that's, that's the ultimate goal for me is to be able to do, this for a living i think i've you know i love my job now um i'm in, in, in education and i and i really i really love like being with kids and um and helping educate and like having that other side of me um but i know that like songwriting is what i'm meant to do and so um i'm just gonna keep keep doing it keep doing it try to put together uh string together some really good records and keep playing and definitely tour behind it and do all I can to, you know, play it out and um, play with folks. Um, I've been so fortunate to be able to like make a lot of really good friends and friends with other songwriters. And so hopefully keep supporting them and finding my audience. And I know that if I keep doing it and keep putting out quality things, like I have faith in, in, in listeners and fans of like people in this, in this genre of music. Like um, I think people who care about songs, like they'll never go out of style and, if I keep making good songs, I know they'll find a home. So just going to keep, just going to keep on trucking like I have been for a while now. So I think that's fantastic. And it sounds like, you know, just based on your music and everything I've learned today about your history of learning to play just so recently, I mean, 
that's incredible. I think it's only going to get better from here, which is saying a lot because this album is really great and I'm excited to share it with the listeners and I'm going to come see you. So I'm going to check out your tour dates and um, definitely keep us posted on anything new that you have coming out or tour dates or whatnot. I'd love to support it on the show. Definitely. I, I will definitely keep you posted. And um, I like when you, I, I, the last, I think the last or the, the show before the last, I remember like listening to the playlist and when, when Frank had told me that, you know, we were going to work together on a, on an interview. I listened to that show. That was like the first time we had kind of come on my radar. And I was like, this is going to be a great conversation because I, I could tell like just from the songs that you picked, you were like so intentional and, and, and thoughtful about like the tracks you picked and why you picked them. And I was just like, she's a, you, you definitely seemed like a kindred spirit. And so, and this, this conversation has only solidified that. So I'm excited to be able to share more with you for sure. I'll keep you updated on everything. That makes me feel really good. I, I, I'm like you, I put a lot of thought and effort into everything, even if it's just a playlist, um, right? It's, it's more than a playlist to me, you know? So, yeah. um, I'm glad that we share that and I'm glad yes. we got to finally have this talk. <laughs> yes. The validation is good because sometimes I'm like, am I insane? Am I like, am I, am I thinking of I'm overthinking this? <laughs> and sometimes it's true. Sometimes I am overthinking it, but most times I'm like, no, it's actually really important. And just, <laughs> I want to do it really well. And so I, uh, it's good to have that validation. So I'm, I'm here for you anytime for that. I'm okay, like, yeah, perfect. That, that does matter. That song <laughs> instead of this song is really important. And that does make the difference in the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes it does it does <laughs> for a music nerd it really does so it really does <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that conversation with joey friendo and that you've added his new album bound for heartache to your Bandcamp cart or pre-saved it on spotify i'm looking forward to all of these tracks being out into the world and to seeing what Joey does next. If you're local to Tulsa, go catch him live. As he mentioned, he'll be playing at the Mercury Lounge. You can find out more information on his website, joeyfriendomusic.com. Be sure to hit up the altcountryshow.com as well for all the latest updates, new episodes. And if you want to help us out, go buy a shirt. I'm wearing one right now, the red one. There's a red one and a blue one. Just got our logo on it. And all the money we make off these shirts is going right back into this podcast to making it better and better. So the support is greatly appreciated. Be sure to hit up some of those music episodes on Spotify and I'll see you back here next time.